Hey, it's Tiff and Taz, besties, cousins, in our running through the maze of motherhood and life together. We are those oversharing mum friends you can chat, vent, laugh, or cry to. So if you need somewhere safe where the judgment is left at the door, make yourself comfortable. We will be chatting everything mum life, from the small wins to the chaos and the craziness in between. Let's Let's jump jump into into it. it. Hey guys, welcome back. Hello and hey Tiff. How are you? What's going on? Nothing too much. We've both just had birthdays for our kids, so that's been a fun couple of weeks for us. Yeah, it's the first year I haven't thrown a birthday party. So good. Yeah, I did notice that actually. Yeah, I'm so happy. It's <laughs> so much easier. And now I feel like an idiot because I've spent so much time and energy into birthdays. Mm. I shouldn't say this because you're about to do one, yeah. but they I, I have spent so much money and put so much into birthdays that they will not remember. Mm. I loved it, but <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. We have Lily's first birthday on the weekend, and I feel like the first, like we had two big birthdays for Lincoln, and I feel like it's for the parents. It's not for the kids, is it? It is. It's definitely me. Yeah, I really enjoy it's it. The, I love it's for hosting. the memes. Mm, exactly. Yeah, me too. Oh, but I must say, having this year off doing a birthday party was pretty damn good. Oh, I can imagine. I've just been at Kmart late night shopping, getting all the party essentials. Oh, I still set up the house like a party, but my mm-hmm. Kmart click and collect. The Pippa's birthday that was on Saturday mm. came today. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I just, uh, yeah, I had to last minute get everything else in town, which was limited stock. Mm. But anyway, she still had a beautiful house to wake up to on her birthday. Yeah, so Pippa is four now. Yeah, Pippa turned, my eldest turned four. And your youngest turned one. I know, how sad. Such an emotional oh, time. And I, like, I know you think no one can feel what you're feeling, but I know how you, like, mm. I feel for you. <laughs> It is so sad. Yep. And last babies too. Like I feel like it's just yep, hitting exactly. different knowing you'll never have that in a small little baby again. I know. My baby turns two in two weeks. Yeah, that's insane. Actually insane. Gosh. But what, what I was going to say is I get stupidly emotional around mm. my baby's birthdays. I, I know you're the same. Mm. Really bad. And I get lots of mum guilt. I don't, I'm sure other people are the same. But while I was really emotional about Lily's birthday, all I kept thinking was, like, looking back on photos, making the video of her first year of life, I also saw Lincoln grow up as well in the photos. Yeah, exactly. And you don't – I feel like because you're paying so much attention of Lily growing up, you can't – no, I. you don't forget but your other child is also growing up and you kind of feel like you're missing that. I didn't, but, like, I can't remember him being small either. I can definitely see where you're coming from because I was looking at photos – of when I was pregnant with Thea mm. because that was when Pippa turned two. And I was thinking, oh, my God, Pippa has grown so yeah. much in two years. She's gone from tiny little baby toddler to a full-blown kid that has an adult conversation. Mm. And I'm like, wow, that just went bright, blink, like I blinked and that's happened. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's Thea. so sad. Yeah. And then you just go like, did I put enough attention into my exactly. other child? But yep. you, you know you did, but you get oh, all those feels. I can say – having been where you are, mm. it's because Lily was still a baby. This year coming when you've got two toddlers, it's yeah. completely different. They definitely get equal attention. Yeah, okay, yeah. But you do, hey, right? Yeah. You go, did I spend enough time with them? Did I do enough educational stuff? Did I feed them the right foods? Yeah. Did I did I spend too much time on my phone and not look yes. at them? Like, you know? 100%. Yeah. And let's get to the phone point soon because I've got something to bring up about phones. But that's yep. so true. Like Lincoln's just grown and – 
I keep thinking, holy, I didn't put enough effort on that. Not effort, but like I didn't pay enough attention to him, knowing I farewell did. But you just get all those you guilt. No, yeah. I'm sure. I wonder if other parents, like, let us know if you've also experienced this because I just can't get off this guilt wave that I haven't put enough into Lincoln. And because I had the baby so close, I feel like I regret doing that. I don't at all, but I feel like I should have waited to have babies so I could have Lincoln longer and ugh, all the feels. As a onlooker onto your life, Taz, you have 100% put enough effort into Lincoln. Yeah, okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> You're an And it's only because you care so much that you even have these thoughts. Yeah. That's why I always remind myself I'm only having these thoughts because I care and I want the best for my kids. Yeah. It's just so sad and you can never have them small again. That's what I keep thinking in my mind. They can never be babies again. Like, I know. oh, it's I so, know. so sad. And it goes, it, everyone says it, but it genuinely does go so quickly. Yeah, definitely. Except for those first three, six weeks. They go yeah. for 12 years. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right, let's get off this. Yeah. My next thing, Lily, I feel like she's weaning. Don't know if it's because she's sick and she just genuinely doesn't feel well enough to feed, but she just went 24 hours without the boob, and I can tell you I was in a world of pain. Oh, Did she feed today? She fed all day today, but she's got a really blocked nose, so I'm thinking maybe she couldn't breathe properly, so she was avoiding the milk. I'd say so. Yeah, but I was, like, forcing my boob. Like, I was literally forcing my nipple down her throat. (laughs) So drink my child. (laughs) Literally. But, um, yeah, she's back on, so we'll see. I hope she doesn't wean because I'm nowhere near ready for that, me being selfish. Emotionally, yeah. Mm. You might have nearly gotten to the point of having to get Shane to feed. (laughs) What? You you might have gotten to the point you need to get Shane to feed to release some milk. Honestly, I don't. Yeah, I don't know what I was gonna do today. And because I feed one sided, like my right side was huge. I couldn't even go on same, public because yeah. I was like, someone's gonna notice my boobs are different. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm the same. My yeah. right side is <laughs> what? So today, basically, our conversation. We just wanted to do like general mum chat. We asked a few questions on Instagram about controversial subjects and just random subjects that people have been feeling lately. So we wanted to bring up a few of those and just talk about what's on our mind at the moment because I feel like we have a lot that we've been talking about lately. So, yeah. Yeah, we've done a lot of guest episodes and we thought we'd better get back to us chatting so you can get to know us a bit better. Yeah. And we can get to get to know you with your questions and your comments. Mm. Definitely. And thank you so much for sending them. And we had some really great ones and we had some great conversations through our DMs on Instagram as well. Absolutely. So we really appreciate people reaching out and feeling like they can trust us too. Yeah, it's great. Conversations are so important. Mm. All right. First things first, I want to talk about phones. Now, I know I've been talking to you about this a lot lately because I feel like my screen time is too high. You know, when you get the notification saying this is your screen time for the week. Yeah. Mine's really high. And I know I spend too much time on my phone, so that is my goal. And I think that was like the beginning of last week. We both said that we want to reduce our screen time. Yeah, agreed. But for me to reduce my screen time, I need to finish watching um, The Vampire Diaries. So (laughs) if you've listened to the first episode, you'll know I've been binging The Vampire Diaries because I'm 10 years late to the game. Guys, I have 25 minutes left of the eight seasons, and I'm I'm not ready to part with it just yet. (laughs) Yeah, no. I'm so excited for you to finish and see the ending. Have you seen the ending, Tasman? I jump forward and watch the ending. So, yes. Tasman, you're terrible. (laughs) Fun fact about Tasman, she has emotional issues and if something gets too intense in a TV show, she stops watching it. Cut out, not doing it anymore. (laughs) Anyway, yeah, so screen time. Mm. 
And I feel like it became an issue when Lincoln, I think I must have been sitting on the floor with the kids and Lincoln picked up my phone and said, no, mummy, and put it up. And I was like, okay, I'm on my phone too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's hard though because you're at home 24-7. Obviously, we're still on maternity leave or you're working part-time, but you're at yep. home all day. So obviously, you're going to spend all day with the kids, but like to have your 100% attention on them 24-7, I just feel like I want to zone out for 10 minutes and watch TikTok while they're independently playing, you know, but then you start and scrolling. there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, no. it gets out of hand. Mm. That's I'm inattentive to their needs. Like if they want something, Absolutely. obviously I'm not on my phone 24-7. I play with them. But then you just sit back and then you're on your phone. You're like, shit, it's been an hour and they're just playing or watching a movie. I was like, no, I need to put my phone down. Where I struggled with this and where I always felt guilty is when I had tiny babies and I was breastfeeding them. Mm. And I remember I would be on my phone while I'm feeding them and then go, oh, my God, I'm feeding them. I'm not even looking at I them. Know. As if they're going to – not like they're looking at me. They're mm. a newborn baby. But – then you, the guilt kicks in. I'm like, no, I'm on my phone because I need to stay awake and not fall yeah. asleep while I'm feeding this baby. But the guilt, hey. It is, yeah. And my screen time, I feel like because I don't want TV on during the day, nothing against screen time, but because I don't want it on as background noise or my show if it's got inappropriate mm-hmm. context, obviously. I don't want them seeing that. But I feel like I just have my phone on my lap so that I can play and look down every now and then. I've stopped doing that, but I think that's also why my screen time was so high. And then, you know, obviously yeah. listening to music. I don't know if music includes in your screen time, actually. No, I'm not sure. But I know my laptop is because it's app- an Apple connected to my phone. It counts uh, in my screen time. Yeah, okay. But if you think about it, like even our parents would have watched TV at some point through the day. But I don't, mm. and I know you don't. If we're watching something, it's usually on our phone. Mm. You know what I mean? Like mm. I don't. When the kids go to sleep at night, I don't watch TV. I watch something yes. on my phone. I watch a series. I don't, yes. I don't turn the TV. Like I just stay in bed with my AirPods in and watch my phone. That's the same. I never so, turn the TV. Yeah. I do not watch the TV. I watch my phone. Me either. Me either. Yeah, Shane. So thinks yeah, that's that, weird. naturally that's gonna naturally that's gonna put our screen time up. That's what I mean. Like after the be- kids go to bed at six thirty, I'm literally on my phone. That's my relax time. I'm on my phone eating, watching TikTok, watching, reading a book yeah. on my phone or something. So Thinks, there's oh, there's four the other, hours, yeah, you reading. know. Yeah, reading yeah. takes time. Mm. What I'm doing to be more conscious of not being on my phone in front of the kids is I'm not taking it. Like I never have it at the dining table. Yeah. And yeah. the only time I'll have it if the kids are watching TV, mm-hmm. then I'm I, I excuse myself. They're watching a screen. I can watch a screen. Yeah. And it definitely helps. Yeah, definitely helps. I've stopped taking it outside. If we're playing outside, my attention should be on them fully. You know, like swinging Me too. and stuff. Right. Yeah, doesn't go outside. Yeah, agree. Yeah. But any other parents feeling this? Like this is, I feel like a big issue too. I saw a video on TikTok saying like how our generation and a lot of us are very addicted to our phone. And I think that yeah. was my point. I'm like, I'm addicted to my phone. So if you've watched that series on Netflix, The Social Dilemma, mm. it's proven like it's you're picking up your phone for a dopamine hit and you repeatedly do it mm. because every time you pick up your phone, you get a hit of dopamine and it naturally increases your happiness, which is terrifying. Mm. But once you're aware of it, you can definitely make changes, Hank. Yeah, definitely. And I'm sure everyone can relate. And I know since we've started this podcast, my screen time's gone up because yeah. we're, we're constantly communicating about this. Mm. And or replying to messages. And on Instagram to, as well. You've got a whole, yep, like, you yep. know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Or creating posts or for you, you're editing. Like, yeah. But another comparison is our parents or their parents read books through the day or True. maybe they, maybe when, or like, um, have read a magazine. Mm. That's no different. I mean, it's not as beneficial as a, like, <laughs> a screen's not as beneficial, but it's yeah. still the same thing. Like, it's just a different context now. Yeah, I was thinking about that. I was like, what did our parents do all day when there was no internet and everything like that? 
but yeah, books, true. That's yep, a lot better. Magazines, <laughs> definitely magazines. It is better, but yeah. it's still they still had something to, I guess, give them an outside. Mm. Like they've read magazines or read a book to get some sort of outside. When you when you're trapped at home, being a stay at home mum, you need. I feel like you need communication or you need something yeah. to attach you to the outside world. Yeah, definitely. I think and so. And I guess then magazines would have done that, whereas now Instagram does it, you know? Yeah. Also keep yourself yeah. entertained and, like, your brain active. I feel like sitting at home with kids, like, you know, you're playing with It toys. can get monotonous. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Free to send us your screen time so we can stop feeling bad about ourselves. <laughs> Honestly, my friend the other day is like, oh, my screen time's getting really bad. She works full time, um, take him on. She's like, oh, it's like an hour 40 a day. I was like, oh, <gasps> my God. That is nothing. That makes, yeah, that makes me feel horrible. <laughs> so if you want to tell us your screen time, we can um, be like screen time anonymous and we can help each other out. <laughs> Please, actually, let's make that a thing. Can everyone send their we'll screen time into us and we'll do a competition who's got the highest. <laughs> I'll win. <laughs> so funny. All right, now we had um, actually a message from one of our listeners send in when we asked about parenting fails and wins, and there was a few about daycare actually, and this has been one of Tiffany and my, one of our number one conversations lately, given Lily's about to go. Yeah, I think this is something we've always talked about. Mm, Definitely. So someone wrote in and said, I worry I can't offer what other children and educators being around him daily can. A day in the life is just me and him getting outdoors and playing, but I wouldn't have a clue on what things I should start teaching him at his age to help his development like he would if he went to daycare. Okay, so I'll chime in because this is me. I'm in the same position. I've never sent either girls to daycare Mm -hmm. and they never will go to daycare. So I've had those same thoughts of am I depriving them by keeping them home? Am I teaching them enough, like what's right and what's wrong? Mm -hmm. And... I'll start by saying I don't think there's – you're not in any situation, whether you've sent your child to daycare full-time or you've kept them home Mm full-time, you're not doing the wrong thing. You're not depriving your child of home time. You're not depriving them of daycare. Whatever works for you and your family is the right thing to do. Definitely. Yeah. I've had a teacher – like we started going to an incredible playgroup last year and I said to her about the kids having not been to daycare and she said if they haven't gone, that's not detrimental to them in any aspect, your job is to be their parent, not their teacher. Mm. Whatever they learn in a day at home is good enough. Yes. Yeah, because I said, should I be teaching, like, should Pippa know this by now or should I be doing this? And she said, no, you're her mum, not her teacher. She'll learn this when she gets to school. Mm, exactly. And when you think about it, when your child's 10 and everyone's 10 around them, you're not going to know who's gone to daycare and things like that. No, like, they're going to exactly. pick it up in their own time. Exactly. Now, I've got the other side of this. My Exactly. So yep. Lincoln went to daycare. I think he started when he was 14 months old when I went back to work. And he's been at daycare ever since. He goes, what, three times a week at the moment. Yep. So for me, I hated sending him and I felt like the worst parent in the world going back to work and having to send him to daycare. But I've seen the other side and I really, really, really value daycare. And I know parents that send their kids also really value the development you get from daycare. Yeah, I Like when we sent him, like he was walking and everything by 14 months. But when we sent him, he learnt to climb like straight away and he just learnt so many skills. That is like obviously that's going to happen though. They're seeing other children, kids are sponges. They're going to pick things up. So, you yeah. know, he saw everyone doing things and also doing the different things that I wouldn't think to teach him so that that's a benefit to daycare. Like there's so many positives to it. 
they're also yeah, there's building so many positives to both sides. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And they're building their immune system so, so young as well, which is also a massive benefit. But then you've got the other hand where, you know, you've kept your children home because you haven't gone back to work, which is awesome and so lucky for your children as well. And they're also spending that quality time with you and enjoying that. And they're going to go to school, what, for 12 years? Like, I don't it's think. Like 14 years. Like, yeah. It's crazy. So there's mm. no, if you send your child to daycare, you're an amazing parent. If you don't send your kid to daycare, you're an amazing parent. Exactly. You're doing what works for you. That's all that really matters. Yeah. One thing I can suggest as a stay-at-home mum, we started in the first two years, I didn't go to any playgroups purely because of my own so, uh, social mm. anxiety. And I know how bad that is. And I didn't realize until we did go start going to playgroups mm-hmm. how much I was making them miss out on because yep. of my own selfishness. Mm-hmm. And I know, I know mental illness isn't selfishness, but it purely was because I was too scared to go out there by myself. I can completely my understand that, Tiffany, 100%. Yep. Yeah. But once we did start going, and it was more of a – it was a kindy link program, so it wasn't it, – well, it was a play group, but it was – yeah, it was great for both kids. And mm-hmm. so if that's what you're thinking, like you can go, oh, no, I'm stuck at home all the time, I need to get out, find a local play group. You'll mm-hmm. make mum friends. Not, obviously, you're not going to click with all of them, but you will make friends, the kids – have their own little friends of various ages and then you know like you're talking to someone that's accredited to teach kids about what they should be learning what they should be doing and they're Mm. getting that exposure anyway yeah definitely yes yeah and so put yourself if you if you are like me and socially anxious put yourself out there this past year i've made so many lifelong friends Mm. purely by going to one play group for the whole year. And it's not just good for the kids, it's good for you. You getting it was out so good. and making I have, friends, yeah. It's, I, I said to the teacher that ran, I said, I'm, this is pathetic, but honestly, it changed my life. I made yeah. my confidence, because I'd made different friends out of my yes. own circle, my confidence grew so much and mm. so did Pippa's. Pippa, mm. it honestly changed Pippa. Yeah. And you're also, as well, getting out of the house, you're getting dressed. If you're at home, you know, sometimes you don't do yourself, you do your hair or anything, but you're getting that opportunity to put on nice clothes, you know, and go out. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So find it if you are staying at home and you're staying at home, mum, find a play group. Mm. Yeah, and try and get out there. It definitely helps. And even if, like, if you're in the situation of ha- having that social anxiety and you're not ready for that, like, my biggest thing was always I always like Pinterest activities for 12 month olds or, yep. you know, things like that. And you can find activities online that they, I'm going to do in fingers should be doing at that age and you can just yeah. like make it work for what I've your child's ready for. Yeah. Yeah. And I know Taz and I have both through uni been fortunate enough to study certain parts of child education mm. and it is so interesting. If you're, yeah, have a look into it. You can just watch YouTube videos on the different theories and all that, mm. but there's so much to learn about child development. If you want to know more about what you should be doing at a certain age, just a simple Google of, yeah, what to do at 14 months for yeah. brain development. It's, it's just like the simplest things, like playing in the sand can trigger, trigger so much yeah. Learning. Yeah. Imaginative play, everything like that. Yeah. It's so – and it's so much easier than you think. Like you think, oh, sensory play, what am I supposed to do? Honestly, sensory play is – can they feel it? It's yeah. <laughs> sand, water. It's so easy. Yeah. Fill a pool up and put some spaghetti in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just if you're thinking you're not doing enough, you're doing enough because you're worried about are you doing enough. Mm. Yeah. As I said to Taz earlier, because you're worrying, it just proves how much you care. Yeah, exactly. Now, in regards to having this chat about like knowing where your kid's at and if they're behind and everything, another thing we got sent in and something that I really struggle with is comparing children. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. I'm 100% sure we all do it. 100%. And 
I think, again, as I said, Lily is um, a bit behind in milestones. She's just turned one, you know, she's not even, um, she's probably a few months away from walking yet. And I, I think with her it's a bit different. I don't compare as much because I know that she's got a reason that she's behind and I've just been really, like I just want her to do things on her own because I know she's had a rough start to life. But with Lincoln, I think I was really bad for it, like just comparing and then if your kid's not doing something that someone else is doing, like you get, you feel really shit and you go home and you do that activity to make them learn. <laughs> yeah, I know we've all done that. We've mm. all compared, we've all gone, oh, God, is that baby, is, was, is my baby big enough? Is my baby mm. growing fast enough? Is everything, like the milestones, yeah. oh, they crawled like four months earlier than my baby. Is that normal? Mm. Like Pippa didn't walk till 15 months. And as a first-time mum, I'm going, oh, God, like sh- she should be walking by now. Mm. But she wasn't walking, but she was talking incredibly well. Mm. So why they while they may be behind in one area, by the time they catch up, they could be well advanced in a different area. Yes. And everyone learns in a different way, whether it's visual or by repeating mm. or, yeah, and we all figure it out as we go, I guess. Yeah. But um, if they are lacking, they'll catch up. Exactly. But Pippa had her four-year-old immunizations and she was saying how Pippa is quite advanced in her speech, but she said, give it another year, you won't be able to tell that she was advanced at one in talking. She'll mm. be the same as every other child. They've mm. just all leveled out. That's what I mean. By you know? age five, you're not going to know who walked at seven months, who walked at 16 exactly. months or anything. Like you just know. And we've all we've all had that mum come up to us and say, oh, my child was walking by yeah. this age. That's great. My yeah. child will walk when she's ready. Like no. imagine us as adults going, oh, when did you walk? You know what I mean? It's just <laughs> weird. weird yeah. So why are we yeah. doing that to our children and making them feel any less as humans because they're not walking by 12 months? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. But, but and while I don't compare much with Lily, I still get down about things. Like if I see someone post something, I don't know, on Instagram or whatnot, and their kids are walking like six months less than Lily, I'm just like, what the hell? What am I doing wrong as a parent that they can't do that? And then I'm like, no, no, you can't compare. But yeah, I'm really bad for that. And it, yeah, I've really got to put myself in place to make sure I don't do that. Yeah, but it's, I feel like it's natural to compare and make sure your child is getting where they need to be in Mm. now the next topic we kind of wanted to discuss again we've been chatting about this recently but it is different parenting styles I feel like there's such a push that someone should be a certain parent a parenting style like we've got the tv show I forget the name of it but it's all about different parenting styles and then you see it all over tiktok about gentle parenting and things yeah yeah so I think in my opinion, and I probably have, I might have an unpopular opinion. I'm not too sure, but I think there is such a push for gentle parenting. And I feel like everything in that realm kind of makes other parents feel bad. I've seen a video on TikTok and it's um, people putting examples out for gentle parenting. And I think it was a child hitting another child and them say, and them saying, oh, like in a really calm voice or something like, oh, let's not do that and really reflecting like that. And I don't know, yeah, I, say, I have issues with that. Or they say, you need to deflect your anger to another area. That's yeah. great, get a punching bag. Yeah, I don't, that kind of, yeah, I don't get that. Yeah, I, Tazzy and I have talked about this a lot this week and how we kind of feel like the people that are really pushing the, the like the hardcore gentle parenting mm. seem to be the most dismissive of other parents. 
so dismissive and it's so judgy. Every mm-hmm. vibe I get from that is the hardcore, you know, I'm definitely, I definitely do aspects of gentle parenting, Me too. but it's yep. just the hardcore stuff that just makes other parents feel shit. And why are people doing that? It is your parenting style. As long as you're not harming your child, do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like you should, it's your child. You do what you want. That's exactly right. So what would you say your parenting style is? I honestly don't know. I actually have a problem with putting a label label. on parenting styles. I don't like it. Yeah. Different things will work for different things. Times. Yeah. And examples like I, yeah, I just don't understand what's with the whole putting a label on a parenting style. I just don't get it. Why don't you just assess a situation and go from there? I just don't understand why we're not doing that anymore. Mm -hmm. I would say I am a conscious parent with a Gentle tendencies. I don't know. Yeah, I, I just yeah. say I like conscious parenting. You're just conscious of what you're doing and you're doing something with purpose. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I don't know. I think I feel like I have a lot of of every single parenting style I've wanted to read up. But I believe, yeah, that you've got to be – you should discipline <laughs> your child without being an arsehole, basically. <laughs> exactly. And assessing each different situation like – if Lincoln is continuously hitting Lily or something like, and it's not working, going, okay, we've hit your sister, you know, that's not good, don't do that. It gets to the point where he knows he's doing the wrong thing. You need to address that in an appropriate really, way. Or they're really pushing the limits and you need mm. to make a stand before they walk all over you. Yeah, and that's the difference between being a friend to your child versus a parent, you know, someone guiding you in the right way. I don't know. That's just how I feel. But I also believe in time out. At an appropriate age, obviously. I've never disciplined Lily yet because she's just at the age she just doesn't understand. Like I say no to her and she understands that, but I'm not going to discipline in her anyway because she's not ready. And then you'll see a TikTok saying, you shouldn't say no to your child. Yeah, it works. She went (laughs) near a vase the other day and it nearly fell. I said, no, Lily, and she's never gone back to it. Like it works. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) No is a word for a reason. You need to learn no. That's a consensual word, you know, like. I just don't understand people saying don't say no. Well, how are they going to know of consent when someone says no to them? And back to the gentle parenting, I feel like you can buddy kids up as much as you need at home and be as kind and as gentle as you need, but the world isn't gentle. Yes. (laughs) Teachers aren't going to be, oh, that was the wrong thing to do. You Mm. need to go and say sorry now. They're going to put on their stern teacher voice. Mm. Their bosses when they get a job are going to be stern. The police. But, no, the world isn't gentle and we need to prepare them for obviously we're not sitting at home beating them, making sure they're tough enough mm. for the world. But they need to know that there's authority and there's authority for a reason. And they also need to regu- learn to regulate their emotions on their own. If you're continuously mm-hmm. there talking it through, like they need to learn on their own. And I know people that are really hardcore gentle parenting will fight against that and say how theirs does it. And I know there are research to say that aspects of gentle parenting is amazing and creates a respectful oh, yeah. and empathetic parent. because I definitely take on those aspects. Me too. But they need to regulate their emotions on their own, and I think that's part of being a parent. They need to learn to face the world and other people on their own. Yeah, that's exactly right. And I think one of the biggest, well, the one quote I have taken on board the most in parenting is that your child should be wanting to do the right thing out of respect and not out of fear. Mm. I love that. It's resonated with me so much. And so this is actually something that I've struggled with within 
our own situation and someone I felt that was judging how I was disciplining my kids. Mm -hmm. So this is someone close to us that was kind of like saying, so say people were, I don't even remember what people were doing. She was maybe squealing or yelling out of excitement. Mm -hmm. And it was repeated. Like as they get excited, it's normal for a Mm -hmm. three-year-old to get excited. And this person said, oh, if that was my kid, I'd flog them. Oh, okay. Right? And they have... (laughs) This, over the years, they have repeatedly said something along these lines of, if that was my kid, they wouldn't be allowed to do that. If this is my kid, oh, and it's just grinded my gears. So one night, he had said it, and I said, I want my child to do the right thing out of respect and not out of fear of me hitting my child to beat them into doing the right thing. Yeah. And I'm not, as if you know me, I'm not an outspoken person. Mm. I usually don't jump up for confrontation, but it had been, it was just too much. I'd had enough. Yeah, okay. I just, why do they feel the need to say something out loud as well, you know? Have those thoughts in your head if you really want to. If you really want to beat your child into submission. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. I really do like that that saying. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And on that topic, I think it's sometimes hard to understand why a child is tantruming or you've just had enough. Like they've been kicking and screaming, kicking and screaming, Mm. and it's just so hard to get on their level. But I think we've got to remember well, I this is something I like to remember is that while it might seem like such a pathetic something that's happened and it's upset them so much and we think, oh, my God, seriously, this is not a big deal. In their head, it is. In their head, it's mm. like the end of the world, their shoes, their, the banana's being peeled the wrong way. To them, it's huge. To us, it's like, oh, my God, get over it. But to them, it really is heartbreaking. And I think you have to remember that as well, like in saying that I have to remember that as well. Like their issues, mm-hmm. something, getting a biscuit, is the biggest thing in their world that's wrong right now. Like they've got a pretty mm-hmm. easy life. And also, yes, I feel like Lincoln knows yes from right, everything like that, and him doing something wrong. I'm like, I know he knows that's wrong, but he is too. Like he can't, you know, they have impulse issues and they don't have great impulse control at this age. Like mm-hmm. obviously they're going to be naughty, but in saying this, it's easy to say that I definitely snap sometimes and oh, I'm sure yep. every parent can say they've snapped and you just get to the point you've had that all day from nine to two and then suddenly they do something and you just snap. I'm guilty mm-hmm. of that. I'm sure everyone is guilty of that. And if you're saying no, well, good on you. You're lying. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, even in situations like that, like I have a, like a couple of parents that who are my good friends and who I talk to because I know they're like non-judgmental and they have the same things. And you're just like, what the hell is going through this kid's head? Like you get to the point you say your wits end and you just can't do it anymore. And sometimes I get that so hard. So, you know, Shane might pick up the slack. But then Shane and I also have contradictory parenting styles every now and then as well. Mm. Mm -hmm. So and I know a lot of my friends are in the situation where, you know, you act differently to the other parent and you sometimes you have to bite your tongue because you can't obviously step on their toes when they're parenting. But sometimes they might do something, you completely disagree with it, and it may cause a fight. <laughs> this is actually something I wanted to bring up and something I know I need to work on is not correcting Luke when he's parenting his own kids. Yeah, okay. So I just – and I found that it's, it's so important to not be mm. undermining them when they're doing what they think is right. Yes. I saw a TikTok about parents. Obviously, a lot of people have the same issue, and it's not Luke. It's more me saying, like, oh, you're being too harsh on them all. Mm. Or something to, along those lines and what they do is they have a code word if they think one person's being too harsh yes. or they've said the wrong thing they have a code word instead of jumping down their throats and saying oh no you've, you've gone too hard on them go say sorry 
they have a code word to say say it's pipe and yeah. they know they need they know they need to wind it back and bring it back down to level. Yeah. So that's something Luke and I were real it's not Luke, it's me. <laughs> me being <laughs> control freak. Yeah. No, I'm the exact same. But it's hard though, because if you'll think the other parent's going too far or vice versa, if Shane thinks I'm going too far, in that moment, in your head, you've just lost it. So you you kind of don't care. So I feel like when I've thought, you know, Shane's gone too far or vice versa because we really don't like to undermine each other and that's one thing we really mm-hmm. try not to do. We definitely do sometimes, yeah. but we always go back and we go, okay, you've taken that too far. You should not have done that. That was not good. But then but it's just a lesson you learn for next exactly, time. Exactly, exactly. And you take that on board. Us having this conversation is, you know, I feel like it's out there and if you feel bad that you've snap too many times one day don't lay there in bed going oh shit I was so mean to my kid all day it's it happens and you just got to learn from that and go forward but if there is if it is happening too much I know postpartum rage or postpartum anger can be a sign of something wrong Mm. so if you are feeling that rage and it's going on too long make sure you do reach out for help before it goes too far yeah definitely we're definitely not medical um professionals so if you think something's wrong we're not telling you it's right but yeah so we had another, a few controversial questions and we thought we'd maybe cover, let's cover two today. Okay. The first one, um, you said you don't really have much on it, but so someone sent in our, um, what is our opinions on circumcision? Yeah. Now, do you yeah, have, well, you don't have a boy, Tiffany, but do you have no. any opinions at all? Nothing. Or thought about it? Something. No, I've never had to think about it, to be mm. completely honest. I'm, yeah. I've never researched it. So... Fill me in. What are your thoughts? So when I so when I was pregnant to Lincoln, obviously we I think we must have been coming up to giving birth, and I said to my midwife, I'm like, oh, so where do we book in the circumcision or whatnot at the hospital? And she's like, oh, what? And she's like, we don't do them in Mount Isa. I was like, oh, okay. And I genuinely thought circumcisions were the normal thing to do. I actually thought that you had to get your son circumcised. But that's Mm. not actually the case. It's kind of the opposite. I feel like circumcision is really, it seems to be frowned upon in the mum world. But when it comes to circumcision, I honestly don't have an opinion. I think you should do what you think is right. Like if there's a medical need, then obviously you Yeah, but even if it's something that you want, like it's your child, do whatever you want. It's like getting your ears pierced, you know, if that's what you want. I think there's two things I see on mums groups, on like the big mums groups on Facebook, circumcision and ears pierce. And if someone says, no, judge your comments, but what's like, what's the go with circumcision or ears pierced? You can't compare the two, but you know. And yeah, people, yeah, are, yeah. people are in the comments saying, I can't believe you would do that. Don't you dare. You have to wait to get consent oh. from your child. I'm like, I will- what? Why are people putting their opinions on something? They've asked for a, people's genuine thoughts about if you've had it done how did it go and people are jumping down the throat saying I can't believe you're doing that and everything I get religious issues and things like that but that's your that's your opinion I can't fathom commenting on a random person's Facebook or some post with my own opinion I just cannot understand it it's so strange to me and why do people have time to be doing this Honestly, people's issues becoming your own. yeah but people say I can't believe you would even do that to your son think of the pain like it's not your child. I don't understand. Exactly. So I my, left every mother's group on yeah. Facebook. I could not deal with it any longer. Can't deal with it. Yeah. So my opinion on circumcision, do whatever you think is right for your child. Same. Yep. I'll go with that. I've never even looked into it. So the other 
controversial topic we've had is screen time. And I know we've talked about us on our phones, but more so the kids and watching TV and iPads and things. Where do you stand on this, Taz? I honestly don't have much of an opinion on screen time. I think, you know, there's a lot of people out there that say your kids should not have any screen time under the age of four, all the research and stuff. My opinion on screen time is firstly, do what you want. But for me personally, so my opinion would be I hate screens. I think because I was a kid, I didn't get screens. That's what you should do. But my own selfishness is living in the past. We're in the mm. future. Screens are the future. Computers yep, are exactly. the future. You need to move forward. And I can't let my selfish thoughts hold my children back. So exactly. I personally, my kids aren't going to have iPads or anything like that. But they've watched the iPad once on the way, like on a big trip and things. I generally don't hold my back, my kids back from watching TV. They just don't really watch TV in general because they don't want to. But I have no issue with my kids sitting down and watching a movie for rest time, like if they need to have a chill time, if it means we get to cuddle on the couch, if it means then they don't want to eat one night and I know putting them in front of the TV will get them to eat a full meal and their veggies and stuff, that's worth it to me. If you need five minutes to go brush your teeth or cook a meal or something, put the TV on if that works for you and let your kid watch TV. I think it becomes an issue maybe if your kids are in front of the TV for 12 hours a day, then maybe that's an issue. But Mm -hmm. that's, yeah, I think do what works for you. Yeah. What about you? I I have the pretty much the exact same stance. Mm. Um, iPads in the car. Mm Mm-hmm. and TV, yeah. Well, Pippa's now at an age where she like has found a show that she loves and wants mm-hmm. to watch it, and that's Perfect. fine. Thea, Thea still won't won't really engage with the TV, mm. but I have absolutely no qualms in putting the TV on to keep him quiet or to, yeah. so I can get something done. No issues at all. And yeah. you're right, definitely the way of the future is screens and computers and technology. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, and this is like we're talking. You know, our kids are quite young, so the older kids and stuff like with video oh, yeah, games, with games, that's I feel like yeah. it is a completely different issue. But yep. Or oh, not even issues, just a different conversation. But, yeah, this is just for younger kids with TV. Yeah, I don't have an issue, to be honest. No, me either. Actually, on that, I saw an interview with Anthony, like the Blue Wiggle last night and hmm. why they formed the Wiggles. And he had actually been studying child psychology at uni and that's why he started it. And they'd actually written a thesis on why each song would benefit your child. Wow. Yeah, so they still follow that. Uh, routine of everything they write and everything they put out there is teaching your child something or there is purpose to why they should be watching it. I love that you said that because Shane and I actually had the conversation today. So both of our kids have been the exact same, have not even blinked an eye at TV until about 12, 13 months. And it's only Mm -hmm. been for the wiggles. And Shane and I are like, what drug is in the wiggle that can grab the attention of our children? But as you say that, the wiggles taught my both my children how to clap my mm-hmm. kids know yep. all the movements, like shush, shush, you know, teddy bear, go to sleep, whatever it is. Exactly. Um, like it's taught them words. It's taught them whole songs and do all those movements. You can learn things from TV. Actually, on this, there's a whole other episode on this, but another friend mentioned to me a few weeks ago, we were at their house and they were talking about Coco Melon, mm. and it basically is like a drug for your child because mm. the screen changes if you mm. watch it. The screen changes every four seconds to keep the mm. child engaged and it's just, it's it's not good. Like it's overstimulating. Yeah, it's detrimental because they want to keep watching it because it's so stimulating and they constantly need that stimulation. Yeah, okay. Whereas uh, if you watch something, if you watch something like Blippi or The Wiggles, mm-hmm. it's completely different. It's quite calm. It's one yeah. setting. 
it's not flicking and changing constantly. Interesting. So on that screen time, maybe if you are watching, letting the kids watch TV, making sure you're choosing something that is going to benefit them, I guess. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. Everything mm. I put on has is more beneficial in a way, you know. We've just found Blippi, actually. Lincoln loves yeah, Blippi. But mm. we've never watched Cocomelon. I think we put it on once because we heard everyone talking about it and my um, Lincoln didn't enjoy it and it looked weird to me, so I never put that back on. But Wiggles for Lily maybe in the past two days has started looking up at the Wiggles and is enjoying it, but we've just started putting Blippi on and random movies too that Lincoln really enjoys as well. This actually reminds me, I can remember when Pippa was a baby, we were I was so strict on the TV not being on around her, no yes. phones being on around her, Same. nothing. And my mum would vouch for this. She thought, she was like, Tiffany, it's it's not going to hurt her. Mm. And I can remember it was, I can't remember how old she was, but we were packing to go away and I could not get her, I could not occupy her for long enough to even pack a suitcase. Mm. And I called mum, she said, Tiffany, put the TV on. I did. I put the wiggles on and she watched mm. it for 10 minutes and I could pack a bag. Yeah, well. But See? yeah, so I've been on both sides. Mm. I was a psycho, no, no screens, no nothing. But no, they work. Yes. <laughs> Sometimes you need it. Yeah, I'm the same. As a first-time parent, the things you worry about and then either if, as you go on and have more kids or as you learn, like things change, like about I didn't have the TV on, I didn't have my phone on near the baby because of radiation. Like it yeah. was legit stupid. Um, <laughs> I mean, there's probably scientific studies in that. but <laughs> All right, well, I think you've heard us talk for long enough. Mm-hmm. If there's anything in there, like we'd love to have some conversations. If, if you agree with any of that, just let us know. Or if you don't agree as well. Yeah, we're all ears. Anyway, that should wrap up this week's episode. Good chance to let you know that we'll now be posting on Wednesdays instead of Monday and Thursday. All right, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate every one of you. If you enjoyed this episode, please give us a rate and review and make sure you're subscribed too to get those notifications for new episodes. Wonderful. Bye, guys. See ya. (laughs) 